We are Was It Good, and we hope your holidays have been very, very good. But we're not here to rate holidays. We're here to discuss Wonder Woman 84. As ours, I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We're also joined once again by Courtney McNerdy to help us break it all down. Courtney, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sorry we're all a little hungover. <laughs> I think never, it, never apologize for that. I think for the movie that we're discussing, that's okay. Ooh. <laughs> hot take right off the top there it is <laughs> tell us how you really feel um no don't save it <laughs> i think i think we should discuss first before we actually like review the movie i yeah. think we should discuss how we all watch the movie oh, right? cuz this is a unique thing we're in a unique time this movie was obviously supposed to originally come out when arjuna uh it was supposed to come out in 2019 2019 it was the original original release date and then it was delayed until 2020 or early on. And then it was delayed further because of COVID. Uh, and then it was pushed all the way to Christmas. And then it was supposed to still come out in theaters only. And then Warner Brothers earlier this month um, had their landmark decision to have all of their 2021 slate come out simultaneously on HBO Max and in the movie theaters, which is still having huge uh, repercussions. repercussions yeah courtney did you i'm assuming you watched it at home or did you uh run to the theaters no i watched it at home nice so just like that so i have a question so i have a question for you we paused the movie how many times three four. Oh, four. Jim. four times how many times did you pause the movie or did you watch it straight through as if you were in a theater i paused it a couple times if i'm gonna have to watch movies on my couch i'm gonna have the luxuries of pausing and going to the bathroom and getting another drink and i'm not <laughs> I'm not pretending I'm at the movie theaters and watching it the whole way through. Nice. So my, my, my big question for everyone is, do we feel that this, being that it was released at home and we could pause, did that change how we consume the movie in the sense of, did it ruin it? Did it make it better? Does that fact have anything on anything? Yeah. It's tough to say because like we had a similar discussion with Tenet, right? I think... I think certain movies, and I think Tenet and Wonder Woman could probably fall into that category, like the big blockbusters. They probably would be a little bit elevated by the movie theater experience because it's a big screen, got the surround sound. And these movies are made, I think, for the exciting, entertaining movie-going experience, like big visuals, big action uh, sequences, like lots of CGI. I think that kind of thing would be uh, elevated by the movie theater experience. Um but I don't think it would have. I don't think it would drastically change our opinion of the movie. At least it, I don't think it would for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the the major, the big action sequences, the big glory shots that you see in the trailers and stuff, <laughs> glory shots. would be you know w- would be amazing on a on a large screen. And you don't necessarily get that on a you know uh, a smaller uh, screen that isn't up to uh, standards, <laughs> Ravi. And um, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. What? Shout out to Ravage TV. I'm just saying your TV is uh, it's it's a little disappointing. I had so a dream real quick. <laughs> super side tangent here. I had a dream last night that I bought a hundred inch TV, and when I got it, half the screen was broken, and for some messed up reason, I wouldn't return it. I just started watching content, but half of it was black. So if Tenet taught us anything, dreams are just us going uh, back in time and being reversed. So it's what? going to happen in the past. No. And then the past will catch up to me. Correct. You're oh. only halfway through. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, watching at home, I don't know. That was interesting, I think, overall. Mm. I um, think, um, 
when I go to movie theaters, I'm, I'm like one of those excitable people. I sit down. I love it. I love the experience of watching it with the audience. I get so into it. So when I leave the movie theater, I'm hyped up. I'm like that movie was so good. I give it an A plus, even if it was like mediocre. I, I'm so like, I'm on a high, I guess. So I think watching movies in my living room allows me to be so much more critical. Um, and I'm super critical of this movie, as you'll see. So I think maybe seeing it in the theater would have been a much different experience for me because like I said, I, I love every movie I see in the theaters at first. And then it takes me a while to kind of, mm. you know, break it down. Yeah. 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 I- yeah, I think we also have a unique setup here because like it's us watching with some other people. So there's almost like a group think conversation going on as we're watching the movie. Right. And it kind of reminds me of like earlier in quarantine, we watched like the first Quiet Place movie. None of us had seen it. Mm. And like that movie was bad, but I was also entertained by the conversation we had during the movie, making fun <laughs> of it and pointing out all the flaws in it. Extraction, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's almost, you know, it's, they're very different experiences because you don't necessarily, uh, unless you're an asshole you don't necessarily have that conversation during the movies <laughs> you don't have to be an theater. asshole but some people like to just um talk during the movie and talk to you about it like uh, jared quite <clears throat> like our mother <laughs> like our mother <laughs> yeah but no She's you're not you're watching totally it, right. is she you're totally right <laughs> yeah she might be <laughs> hi mom uh yeah but uh, you know what to be honest though um so courtney you're, you're totally right there is uh Oh, it's so it's so much easier to turn off your thinking brain in the movie theater experience, right? Because there's only one thing to focus on, and that's the movie. Everything's dark. No one's no one's talking to you unless you're sitting next to your mom or Jared Quay. Uh, <laughs> so it, it is is a lot more. It's a lot easier to laser focus on this movie. But on, like you said, though, on the reverse, certain movies might benefit from having a little bit of a fun dialogue, and maybe this was one of them. Maybe this was a better movie because we were able to laugh at it sometimes. The other or thing, cry or cry cry together cry well. together yeah. how bad it was yeah. the other thing that was fascinating too is there was a lot of like all the tech nerds kind of were digging in uh, at HBO Max because HBO Max is a digital platform hasn't figured out or hasn't rolled out updates to their apps to right. allow for 4K streaming across the board. It's a bunch of bullshit. You had to have specific yeah. devices in order to watch it in its full resolution or its beautiful resolution, whatever. Luckily, we had the newer Apple TV 4K, so we were able to see it in a higher res. But there were some folks on a certain device like PlayStation 4 and the older Xbox, they haven't rolled out updates to allow you for 4K. Well, they should have just gone on PlayStation 5. I don't know if it works on the PlayStation 5, like if there's even an app. I will say this. I I didn't hear a lot of, uh, I know one concern I had for HBO was obviously it's on Christmas Day. There's going to be a high demand to watch this. There might be latency issues, streaming issues with the app, app crashing. That happened a little bit with Game of Thrones, obviously, uh, with the final season. Uh, I didn't hear about any major issues of people not being able to watch the movie. So, I mean, props to them, at least in that department. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is HBO Max, not everybody has it. I'd love to see numbers in terms of did subscriber count go up. The other thing that they were competing with, obviously, it being Christmas Day, there was NBA games going on. There was also an NFL game going on. So they had some other content to compete with. And, you know, if you look at Twitter in terms of trending, it did Wonder Woman or hashtag WW84 did stay, I believe, in the top five the majority of the day. Uh, but it definitely got knocked down when certain NBA games uh, kicked in. NFL, actually, I didn't see 
bump up there at all. Like, I don't think I'm gonna give it a was, fuck. It, it, I mean, the 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 most noteworthy thing of the NFL game was Alvin Kamara tying an <laughs> NFL record for most rushing yeah. touchdowns in a single game, and the Vikings just absolutely sucking. Well, sucks to be a Vikings fan. Uh, anywho, uh, one word impressions, like we like to do on this pod. We're going to run around and, you know, sum up either your viewing experience in one word or sum up the movie in one word. Uh, I'm going to kick things off with the most easiest, low-hanging fruit, one word impression. And that's going to be colorful. It was a very colorful movie. The color palette was very 1980s. Specifically, surprise. 1984? Uh, yes, actually. Specifically in 1984, we as a society had developed a very high contrasty color. I'm just, I'm just fucking here at this point. Uh, Christian, what would you say your one word impression is? Wow, wow, wow. Uh, my one word impression is going to be sunshine. Um, <laughs> because during, uh, right after, uh, spoiler alerts, by the way, in case you couldn't guess that, right after um, Wonder Woman gives up her the love of her life, uh, she goes off and basically learns how to fly, and the song they use is taken is from the soundtrack of a great movie called Sunshine, and easily the best part of the movie because of that song. <laughs> uh, and so that's that's honestly the most memorable thing to me is that is that scene. I felt something, uh, and eighty percent of the reason I felt anything during that scene was because of the song from the movie Sunshine. Wow, that's uh, wow, 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 wow. that was beautiful. <laughs> Nicely done. Was it though? Sure. I thought that was pretty low hanging fruit. I really thought you were going to take that. I actually forgot that wow. happens. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, Courtney, what would you say your one word impression is? Meh. Ooh, meh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it should be super meh. No, I'm just kidding. Just a solid meh mm. thing. Yeah. I mean, no, it sounds cheap, but it's true. Yeah. If there was a word that sums up like a whole range of feelings, it, it would be that word, right? Like it, it sums up, it sums up every like it, when someone says "meh," it's like you don't care enough to bash it, you don't care enough to 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 feel, say anything good about it. It's just "meh." I'm, yep. I'm guessing that's how you feel. Villains, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, real quick, who who was Pedro Pascal the villain, or was the idea? of what he was doing. What was the villain? The villain was Pedro Pascal, right? right but like the villain, yeah, there were there were two half-ass villains <laughs> instead of one whole-ass villain. So we had Cheetah, half-ass villain. Pedro Max, half-ass villain. Right. <laughs> instead of a whole-ass villain. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, and note to creatives out there, I I, I think we. I think here we agree that one whole ass villain is better than two half ass villains. I don't know. Three half ass villains is where it's at. It's part of it. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, I was honestly convinced that, like, as the movie was starting, we were introduced to Kristen Wiig and Cheetah. I thought we were, it was going to go hardcore, super Spider Man 3, multiple villains. And I was very, very nervous. And it did pretty much actually happen that way, just not as many villains. It was just. <laughs> Shitty fucking villains! Oh god, yep. so bad, terrible movie. Uh, we uh, we got a comment here from a couple comments. We have to pull in Brett Raider. Uh, Cheater was the hero. Uh, good old good old Brett. He just also said the villain was time. They right uh, time might have been the villain as well. Wrong movie maybe I don't know. Um, Sahara the real villain was the writer of WW eighty four. A strong contender, strong contender for the villain. That's that is true. 
uh, and mm-hmm. Lauren WW, you always have to go full ass villain, never half ass. That's a reference to uh, Tropic Thunder. Yes, that's sure. definitely a Tropic Thunder. Great movie, by the way. We should rewatch it. It's also never a Parks and Rec reference. Is it really? When? Yeah. Ron, he tells, you know, don't half ass two things, whole oh. full ass. Nice, nice. That's, 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 that's a very Juan Swanson uh, sentence. Juan Swanson. Juan Swanson. Oh boy! So I got the it's the, it's the Boxing Day. Uh, My brain. head really fucking hurts. <laughs> Archie, what's your one word impression? Uh, I mean, kind of going off of the half-assed villains is uh, is themes. Uh, I don't think thematically this movie had a very good theme and didn't know what it was. So uh, it was uh, it was it was just themes. They, themes. They, they tried to kind of shove in this truth theme. Should, with, with a really it. cool, with a really cool opening scene, by the way, which oh, was like yeah. about her childhood, and they did this cool race. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." I mean, like, oh, what's the point of this again? Oh, truth, <laughs> truth. But they never referenced it again. Like yeah. it was yeah. such a great idea. Like I think that's another theme of this movie is they they have such great ideas and you know plot points, and they follow through with none of them. They don't connect them. Yeah. I mean, it's just bad writing. Bad writing. Yeah. 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 Does it, like, I was, we obviously stuck around, you know, watched most of the credits and then zoomed a little fast to see if there's an after credits. And this movie really does not feel connected also to, like, any DCEU nonsense. To the Deku? Granted, the DCEU is a giant clusterfuck of a mess, and this other terrible movie is coming out later, next year, whenever. The Snyder Cut for Justice. March, oh, March, yeah. March. Is it March? Oh. Yes, March. Oh, kill me. Um, God, my head really hurts. Uh, I can't tell if it's the hangover. It's just the, 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 the distaste for this movie. Uh, I really can't write that one down. Um, but there was no, it didn't feel connected to this larger thing, right? Like it felt very kind of just out there as its own separate, which isn't a bad thing, but you still want to feel, you know, connected. No, that, that doesn't bother me because the DCU is a pile of shit. So if it if it's not connected, that you know, just make a good movie. That's the first. That's the first point because, you know, the first Wonder Woman doesn't necessarily feel like super connected to the DCEU besides the beginning and end of Batman kind of sending the photo, which you know is whatever in that movie. But the the first one is still at least a a competent good movie. Just make a good movie, and they yeah. didn't. They didn't do that, yeah. which is disappointing. So uh, how far can it be? Just make a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, come on. Something come on. That, something is increasingly becoming difficult with Hollywood. <laughs> so our one-word impression oh. sentence would turn out to be <clears throat> colorful sunshine oh. meh theme. <laughs> That's a great sentence. Colorful sunshine meh theme. Oh, it's it's amazing, actually. That tracks. Yeah, we nailed it. I think we did it. Mm-hmm. That's like the best review of a movie ever. <laughs> we All right, let's to... just shut it down. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. <laughs> before that, before we shut it down, though, I think uh, <laughs> Christian, you kind of already started this off by saying your favorite part, or memorable part, yeah. where you felt something. Yeah. Um, my God, feeling something about a movie—that's a weird thing. Um, was obviously when um, Wonder Woman learns to fly, which, uh, granted, that was, I thought was a very, very fun, um, interesting way of, of doing things. Um, did anyone else have a, a part that stuck out? Like, could we say, did anyone else have a favorite part? Is that even possible with this movie? Yeah. Yeah. So, Corey, okay. what's your favorite part then? My favorite part would have been um, the invisible jet. Mm. 
we got to see Wonder Woman's, you know, Invisible Giant, which is pretty cool. Um, but again, a great idea, but there was no, like nothing around it. I kind of wanted to learn more about it. You know, I want to, but it, it just, hey, cool, we're invisible now on yeah. this jet. We somehow got from the Smithsonian that Steve knows how to fly. That has jet fuel in it, by the way. That was my biggest issue with that scene. Why the fuck right? do have fuel yeah, in it? Yeah, sure, this display jet. We're just going to fly it. <laughs> Onto the other side of the world, like it's just, whatever. Free fireworks. The invisible jet was cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of definitely like leaps in logic and even like setup, like writing one or one is show don't tell, and she tells like I tried making a coffee cup invisible once. Like, it's a th- a thirty second shot you could have had of her trying to like make a cup of coffee invisible earlier in the movie to just set that up, but they didn't. They just like have her tell you that because it's just kind of thrown in and there's a lot there's a lot of that to this movie honestly there's just a lot of kind of like leaps in in how you're thinking about the movie and and what's mm-hmm. kind of going on so yeah I did mean, you did you really, have a favorite part Juno? uh yeah i i mean i i think i said it. i like the, the that yeah. first 10 15 minutes the race of the younger uh wonder woman that whole sequence was fun it was exciting it was well done um, but like Courtney said, it doesn't really tie back to anything. They kind of like try to have this through line of truth is the thing that always wins out. And it, it's just very, it, it doesn't work though. Like it's very strange. Like when her aunt pulls her away and she's like, and that's why you always have to be truthful. It's like, what? not truthful. Like it went from this whole truth theme. Yeah. Oh, be careful what you wish for theme to like, you have, you know, you pay the price theme. Yeah. Fuck. And kind of, <laughs> and, to, and to tie back to our themes within our podcast. Oh God. We talked about the greater DCEU. Uh, and the, the problems with the DCEU has always been Warner Brothers, right? Warner Brothers, it's kind of, it feels like as a studio always kind of interferes with these movies. Patty Jenkins actually even talked about uh, recently in an interview that the, the, you know, the biggest complaint for the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie is that last third when uh, Professor Lupin is revealed to be Ares and there's this big, gross CGI battle. And, you know, that, that's, you know, that's easily, for me at least, the worst part of that movie. And she talked about how that was a lot of studio interference. And it feels like like some of the half-baked themes and stuff is once again just like studio interference. Like, you have to have Cheetah as a villain. You have to have Maxwell Lord as a villain. And... You know that that's just the way it feels. It it, it feels gross. That's like you can't just get yeah. a competent, logical movie. It's like okay, you're gonna have to have X, Y, and Z set piece because like that's the way we're gonna do it. We're gonna you know film in this country because we have like these tax credits with these places, and we want this this amount of toys, and we want like this art, like the gold armor, for example, right? Why did they that have? Was so dope. Why did they have the gold armor? Because they wanted, you know, it was good promotional imagery and it was good like way to sell toys and like have yeah. a new version of Wonder Woman. It doesn't, right? I have sense. this one. Yep. I now want one where she has the gold eagle armor. <laughs> yeah. So they got me. The movie was trash. I still want the phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And what did the armor do? It got ripped up by a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, be a powerful cat. Nothing. It was another another great idea that went nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't I mean there was the somewhat after credit scene where the OG Wonder Woman uh, from the 1970s series. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. clear she is supposed to be the original Astera. wearer. Asteria. Asteria. That was awesome. yeah. yeah, because they even credit her in the credits. Yeah. 
Does anyone, because I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not super up to date with my Wonder Woman comic book lore knowledge. Is that character a, is she relevant? Is that a brand new character? No, she's, I think she's the one, I mean, they talked about her in the movie and she was the one that was in the comic books too, I think. Okay. Yeah. So then, so are they setting something up with her? I don't think so. I think it's more of just like a fun fan service of like, here, we want to get the original actress who was the OG kind of Wonder Woman on screen uh, as a way to give like a nod to her and then like, oh, she's this character. And then, you know, if they ever wanted to do anything potentially with her later down the line, they could. And if not, it's just a fun Easter egg. It's a fun nod. I mean, that's why you put it after the credits, right? It's mm. it's something that could be a setup, but also could be fun. I guess, I guess I guess the question we should we should ask is this, right? With Marvel, with every movie that comes out, we know somehow it ties to the greater storyline. Do we get that sense with the DC movies that are coming out? Do we think they're no. building towards something? Because I don't get that. No, sense. the only one was um, Shazam yep. at the end, where Superman showed up. No. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I feel like that's the only tie in we really had with this new DCEU is maybe that'll happen. And then maybe there'll be something with Black Adam because he's the original right. Shazam. Shazam guy. Yeah. So there's all these possibilities, but are they going to do anything with it? Or are there too many cooks in the kitchen with Warner Brothers, like you were saying? Like, are they going to be able to follow through? I know. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've, they've already done the classic, like, pivot at least three times, right? You had Schneider's original, inse- you know, conception of what the beginning of the DCU was. He's even talked about it. He wanted to basically do the opposite of the MCU. He wanted to start out with the big team-ups and then go to the smaller movies. Uh, halfway through, when Batman v Superman came out to negative reviews, they completely scrapped that whole idea. Right, because Justice League was supposed to be two parts at that point. Then it went down to one part. Then he, you know, obviously had to leave the movie because of some personal reasons. Then Josh Whedon came in and kind of did whatever that was. <laughs> and uh, and then after the negativity of Justice League, Warner Brothers was like, "Okay, everyone, just do your own movie, do your own thing. We'll figure it out later. We'll we'll push it to 2020." And COVID happened. Our, so because obviously, like DC, Warner Brothers, they've also got the CW, and they had that cluster thing that you know Arjuna loves to death. I think Courtney loves it. That's right? not a cluster thing. <laughs> I love the CW. Okay, those shows are the best thing about DC right now. Are I mean, they? Are those TV writers and producers talking to the studio, or are they? Once again, everyone's just doing their own fucking thing. I think they did one cute little thing in the Flash right. where they had the movie Flash come in to the show and it was like, who are you? Like the, super, the fucking Spider-Man pointing at you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like this half-ass attempt to be like, don't worry guys, we know what we're doing. It's all connected somehow. I I think I think uh, Warner Brothers and DC has the same problem Marvel did. Um when they kind of had the division between studios and television where you had all these television shows that were kind of adjacent to the MCU, but didn't necessarily connect. And I think that's just on a larger level for DC because like you have these movies and like, even though Zack Snyder was a producer on wonder woman, 1984, did it feel connected to any of the previous, you know, the, the whole DCEU? No, I I will say this though. It did feel connected in how poor the CGI was. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I will they, say they've nailed that. The shitty CGI, like bravo. It all looks like shit. Wait, 
I only every had one issue with the CGI. I only had one issue, and it was when she turned into that weird cat-like mm-hmm. creature, and she was jumping around. <laughs> that was the only real problem that I had with the CGI. Like, which which one's better? Do you think uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah or is Cats? better which which one did the cat thing oh boy we found the missing cat i think this was slightly better because it was less creepy yeah 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 cat cat is is bad i will say the other cgi thing that bothered me was actually in that opening scene where they had the wide shots of the people in the crowds they're like these they're like waving flags or something and it looked like that like 16-bit type of flag from like an old school video game where it just moves like one, two, like it, it looked really bad. Like I just, I, 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 kept, I kept catching it in the corner of my eye while like you're trying to look at the middle of like the big, the big arena and you just see this kind of edging and it looked, it was horrible. That's hilarious. Like a 16 bit flag. Oh, yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked oh, like, man. so like, you know, the, you just, the old you don't, you don't carry a 16 bit flag around. I, I want to, I wanna, we should find that and we should, we should memify it. But you Let's guys, but you guys know like the old school video games. Like if you go back yeah. to Doom, like yeah, Doom, right? Like an animation is just like, it's either like the full flag or it's just like flat. It's blocky. And that's what it looked like. That's literally what it looked like to me. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. You are crazy. You are, but you might be right too. Uh, I'm going to say in terms of favorite part, my favorite part of the entire experience uh, would probably be the ability to pause and get another drink. That was my favorite part of Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if if we were like in a theater, um, like Arclight does it, they sell out booze. You know, I, I would have to just get up, go and get like another beer or drink or whatever. I'd li- I'd miss parts of this terrible movie while at home I can torture myself, drink excessively more. <laughs> And not miss a moment. But don't you wish you had missed parts of this movie? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. You guys hate it. See, I just thought it was meh. You guys are like. No, so uh, that's the thing, right? I I don't, I didn't hate it, but I can also recognize that I might have been, I, I just, if I had seen this in theaters, I would have been disappointed, I think, you know, more so than because I saw it at home. So it's like I didn't have to like, I didn't have to pay for an Uber. I didn't have to waste money on popcorn and, and the beer, right? We had all that free stuff right here in our yeah. kitchen. It wasn't yeah, free, Christian. We, yeah, right, we it wasn't free. It wasn't, you're, right. you're right, it wasn't free. But it was not over. It, it wasn't, wasn't overpriced. Up. It yeah. wasn't marked up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I will say expectations, I also feel like for this movie were raised because it was being released on Christmas Day. It had been a long wait. We haven't had many blockbuster movies come out this year. And I think... If you take it in the context of like the superhero movie genre, right. it is just it's kind of like eh, it's okay. Like yeah. it's not the worst. It's, def- cer- it's not the worst. Certainly, very bad superhero movies out there, right. and it's certainly not the best. Like there's certainly much better superhero movies out there. It's just kind of like mediocre. Yeah. But I think because of the raised stakes of being released on Christmas, um, just there being a long wait in between a lot of superhero movies. It's also one of the only movie like yeah. blockbuster movies that's come out this year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think it's that hurt. Right. It's like their tent pole. It's mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. And the first one, I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, I know people criticize the shit out of it and that's fine, but I liked it. So I had high expectations for this and it was just disappointing. Yeah. It fell flat. It fell flat, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In terms of obviously we, we had, we had a great cast. Like we had yeah. some really strong performance. Well, I wanted to say they were strong, but we had some performances. <laughs> yeah. There were performances. We had a great cast. We had, Act- we had some good actors. Acting was done. Acting was done. We can say that. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah. say that. Uh, the one that I thought was kind of interesting is Pedro Pascal. 
And I, w- I bring up Pedro Pascal because obviously he <laughs> is most well known for probably as the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. And that mm-hmm. um, amazing and great, wonderful season had just wrapped about a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. Yeah. And obviously he did this performance um, before season two of Mandalorian. Before season two of Mandalorian. Um, in terms of how people view his performance, do we think that his performance was more highly critiqued because of the Mandalorian or would it have kind of seen the same kind of criticism critique regardless of the Mandalorian? Because obviously this movie would have come out well before season two of Mando. Obviously it came out right after Mando. So, so are you asking then like uh, if we, if we, if this came out when it was supposed to, mm-hmm. do we look at him, his acting in Mandalorian season two differently? Because we would have seen him in as he is in Wonder Woman, Correct. or oh, okay, yeah, I don't think so. No, it's two different characters. Um, uh, I would say his performance in Mandalorian is great, and uh, his performance in Wonder Woman, like every other actor in this movie, was like okay, right? Um, you know, I, I actually I sort of enjoyed Pedro Pascal's performance because it was so weird, like. Uh, he comes across as like this really creepy guy in the beginning, and then he has like some of these moments with his son, which yeah. were like a little weird, but also like, oh, he's trying kind of. Uh, and then you know this mad lust for for power all of a sudden, and then you know reuniting with his son, which by the way, strong Grogu Mando vibes, right? Like you know, it's been all annoying. Well, it, it just uh, in the way that. Uh, he cares for his kid, I guess. I don't know. And he's flawed. Both the Mando and uh, Pedro Pascal. Max? Maxwell? Yeah, his, it's supposed to be Maxwell Lord, but they kept yeah. calling him Max Lord in uh, this movie. Oh, you, sh- you shorten, yeah, you shorten, uh, shorten Maxwell to Max. I like it. That makes sense. That made me. me hate the movie. So, you know, kidding. I mean, at least every time that kid came on, I'm like, this is, uh, this is, uh, DC's version of Grogu. I know that's not what it is. I know that. But speaking I, of the kid, speaking of the kid, the kid just felt like a setup for like Wonder Woman 3. Like it, like when I kept seeing the kid, it was just like this kid will be the villain in Wonder Woman three. Like he's this is his origin story. Then he's gonna hate Wonder Woman for some reason because like his dad will die or be imprisoned because of Wonder Woman. It sounds like he that got away scot free. Say that one more been, time. That would have been better than what they actually did. Correct. <laughs> and let's actually talk about the villain real quick. So like Pedro's character, obviously, you know, somehow takes over the country uh obviously with his special magical power um he's a genie he's a genie does he 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 seems like he got away it's like scotch free like he there's no um repercussions for him like he almost destroyed the entire world and he was basically allowed to it's okay whatever bye it's called called bad writing they just don't know how to you know they're just like yeah you know make it up yourself like we don't really want to wrap it up for you yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, we don't actually know what he happens after he reunites. We don't know what happens right? to him. We don't know what happens to Cheetah. We like they just they're, Are they just still like, running around. They're just like I don't think we're maybe. supposed to know what happens with Cheetah because we don't know if she renounced her wish. We, yeah, we don't know if she renounced her wish and you know turned back into human or now has the ability to go back between her feline state as an apex predator and human so maybe that's kind of setting her up to be the next villain yeah so maybe the villain of this movie was maxwell lord (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it gives the I studio just, options. Yeah, now they I have get, options I, I guess for the future. So, I guess so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my sentiment exactly. That one. So, Arjuna, there was a theory floating around after, after or, or yesterday, I guess. It was from IGN? or Yeah, I saw it on IGN. And the theory goes that Max, Lord, Max Lord's ending wishes is basically what creates the metahumans, mm-hmm. such as Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Do, does that make sense? Do we think? I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I'm, still, I, I, I'm still confused by this. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't harp on this, but the whole wish thing is confusing. Didn't, wasn't, it, wasn't there a line saying everyone had to renounce their wish? Right, because the source wish was broken. So, how, so then how do you fix things if certain people didn't give up their wishes? So also, it's not believable at all that all billion people who made a wish would renounce their. You can't get all of them to well, do so it. So here is my confusion. My confusing point too. Max Lord <laughs> renounces his wish, right. which is oh, to maybe that's be enough? the the hope stone or whatever the fuck it's the called. dream the dream the, stone the, 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 the MacGuffin gloves, uh, the MacGuffin thing the MacGuffin thing. And, uh, I thought <laughs> when he did that that renounced everyone's wishes because. You could no longer wish through him. That makes okay, sense. People were also doing it, but it's not again like many things in this movie. It's not clear, yeah. and they're just setting it up for options for the next. Now we movie. have meta, meta and sense. then the the bigger problem. I think the biggest problem is you know this is a global scale event, right? <laughs> yes. And th- what nobody mentions it in the future, <laughs> like I mean that there, there's yeah. your di- I mean secure continued disconnect. Oh boy! But uh, uh, to be fair. Superhero movies have this issue all the time, right? Like you, you see this in the MCU as well. Like there's all of these solo movies and team up movies, and there's always the end of the world event, right? Because you always have a super powered being, and you'd like a super powered event almost. And it's like it's just hard to always have it connect naturally. Uh, At least in Marvel, they reference them though. They somewhat, reference someone. Yeah. Like if it's like, oh, remember New York or remember when that weird thing happened in the desert? So at least they acknowledge it happened. But how yeah. are they going to move forward? Like in all the recent DC movies, they've never talked about the right. wishes incident. But maybe right. it's an another universe. Nope. And multiverse. Right. No, that's, I mean, that's what I was thinking too, to be completely honest with you. I was like, how does this one world turn into the one that we've seen? And maybe it's a multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or maybe there'll be another movie. Uh, maybe it'll be Wonder Woman 1990. And that'll be about, um, uh, you know, short-term memory loss or long-term memory loss. Well, I mean, they are and doing... And the world forgets. The Flash movie is still supposed to be Flashpoint. And so I think Warner Brothers is just going to kind of... Explain away all the continuity errors with Flash. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Reset. That'd be great. They literally just retcon every single <laughs> DC movie. That'd be yeah. perfect. Yeah. Just kidding. It never happened. Here's our new universe. <laughs> I mean, that's how they're going to explain their, their 800 versions of Batman just running around. Also, like the 10 Jokers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fine. That's, well, fine. That's, how, that's how they're explaining DC the, Black. The Schneider cut, right? Oh, like it's yeah. supposed to be another version, another un- multiverse, which is. And that's how they're explaining Spider-Man too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Spider-Man as well in Spider-Man, the next Spider-Man. Multiverse that's- is the new 2020s yeah. phrase, yeah. I guess. Every yeah. you're gonna watch like there's the new Matrix coming out soon. That's probably gonna have a reference to the fucking multiverse. Mm. Every science fiction 
movie's gonna have a multiverse now. We do. Have, we do have a question. Uh, I'm somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, do have a question. A quick question here uh, from uh, Big Shaka. Isn't Flashpoint supposed to join everything? Now you guys need to answer this because I don't. I'm still a little. Yeah, I mean that, that's part of like what they did. They kind of so the original Flashpoint arc, I believe, was released in 2011. Yeah, and it was just a way to kind of show a lot of cool different things like Thomas Wayne is Batman and um, you know, the Joker being Martha Wayne and et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of combined, you know, DC, there's always these big events in comics because the comics like the movies have messy continuity sometimes. You're right. And you know, it's a, it's a way, it was just another way to, yes, like you said, to try and combine some universes and some plot it's, it's points not, into one I see. It's, coherent it's, world. It's like a story element to create a literal what if. Kind of universe. So DC That's did cool. agree. So when it came out, they also came out with an animated movie, and that launched their DC AU. So the DC <laughs> animated universe, which was about I think like <laughs> eleven or twelve films, and it included like like really cool arcs about like Teen Titans versus the Justice League, mm-hmm. um, Batman, like the fam- like Bad Family or whatever it's called, where he gets his son. Uh, Damian Wayne, and it ended really, really well. Like it had a nice, dif- like it was kind of like one of those endings where you kind of decide what it was happened. Bittersweet, um, but like it was gory and violent, and oh, it was God. like it was. It's probably the only thing in terms of film or TV that DC's done that I I look at it as a whole piece. And I'm like, good job, like you did a solid, cool thing. Season two of Arrow's good. No, no, it's not. Actually, real season quick, two with Deathstroke. Yeah, it is. I, oh yeah, because of Deathstroke. Yeah, real. Real quick, Courtney, have you seen the DCAU movies, like the animated ones? No. Okay. So I, I want to. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to. I was. I'm worried. I'm wondering about this because a lot of people have this. Uh, you know, a big shocker again. I love the DCAU. W- real quick, this is, you don't have to go on a big tangent, but where would you rank that in terms of the superhero uh, media that you've seen in terms of movies, TV shows? Where would you rank? I, I personally like the DCAU more than Marvel. Okay. And I like that because it feels more realistic in terms of what human beings would do in certain situations. And it also, it because it, it, it is a alternative history to the DC comics, yeah. you know, you have characters that die and then stay fucking dead. Oh, that's nice. That's <laughs> Which refreshing. is great. That's refreshing. So, oh, no. no Dragon Balls to bring them back? No, no Dragon Balls to bring them back. <laughs> no, no, like, you know, fake outs, like with Chewbacca. Like they actually <laughs> stay fucking dead, which is great, man. That that's, that must be a nice uh, a nice thing to see. <laughs> yeah, and then like his big shocker said, there's actual continuity too that like makes sense. Yeah, and consequences. Continuity Cons- yeah. is just there until they can throw it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, until they like realize, hey, we can make something cool in terms of a toy or yeah. Continuity, continuity and consequences are those are two nice C words for you know <laughs> movies and, and, and shows. Craft. Craft craft. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh in terms of okay, we talk about theories here. Uh Courtney, we always like to have a hot take. I think we've had a crap ton already, but is there any hot takes that you personally have? Can be about the movie, can be about experience, can be about any of the actors or actresses, could be about the DC. studio. We love hot takes on studios because they're evil. Um, I work for a studio, so they're not all <laughs> very much. All evil. I said what I said. <laughs> um, so my hot take, I thought Pedro was great. I thought 
if they had made him more of the villain and kind of focused more on him, it would have been good. I think seeing him in Mandalorian and then seeing him in this shows that he can play like the fatherly figure to someone that's not his actual child better than he can play a fatherly figure to his actual child. Um, <laughs> he you know, he played that like manic, you know, guy that started from nothing so well. And I wish they'd kind of focus on that more rather than like a two minute, not even two minute, one minute flashback of like him coming up from the streets to where he is. Um, so I thought he did a really good job and I wish they focused on him more because I thought his acting was great. Nice. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. One of the comments um, from Twitch, they need to explain all the backstory of the stone and why they, why he knew about it. That I think would have been nice. Like, do we get an idea as to nope. why he knew about it? He just, he just knew about it. He, he just he reasons. Like, yeah, plot notes and stuff, right? He had like information on it, which they found in his office. But yeah, how did he even know it existed in the first place? Hmm. Yeah. I did think when he was when he was going to Egypt, yeah, when he went to Egypt, I did think we were going to get like a Hawkman appearance. Yeah, you said that at one point. Um, because that would have kind of I think help ex would that would have partly helped explain why he knew about this ancient stone because obviously Hawkman, uh, Hawkman is a character in the DC that has ancient Egyptian history (laughs) because of that. Can't remember the damn planet that he they originally come from. Hawk, Hawk planet. Hawk planet. There you go. How did I miss that one? <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the stone, I, one one fun thing I think we could do is, uh, what would your wish have been <laughs> if, uh, if you were asked for one wish? Oh, one wish? Yeah. Oh. If, if in the same situation and you had a magical Pedro Pascal genie mm-hmm. come and hold your hands and be like, tell me what your wish is. Yeah. What, what did you wish? Dang, I don't know. Yeah. Do we know that, like what the consequences are? No, nope. yeah, that's a good nope. point. Yeah. It just you just you just asked by Pedro Pascal what your wish would be. Yeah, and the, he doesn't explain, of course, that there is a, a cost. You don't yeah. know that there's a cost. So you just, it's you just, just like ask. it's just it's just sim- you're just asking simply if you could have anything in the world, what would it be? Yeah, uh, what would your wish be? I guess mine, just in this moment, would be pretty basic. It would just be like to be able to fly. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's very basic. Yeah. Very basic. Yeah. Are you, are you, when uh, you know, you know, when you have lucid dreams, yeah. That every now and then you get lucid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I end up flying in all of them. I'm just like, like uh, if I'm ter- if I'm having a nightmare, I get lucid and then I can just fly away. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and then also if I'm just like walking around and I become lucid, I'm like, ah, oh, might as well fly, and I just fly. So flying would be pretty yeah, cool. Flying is. Uh, I think thing. in this moment it would be to cure this hangover. <laughs> Not COVID. No, nope. you selfish. <laughs> this hangover is literally killing me. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I really no, wish would, my head. Was you would suffering. wish for no more hangovers ever yes. again. Yes, so you I could would drink wish as much to as be you cured That's of great. hangovers. That's but then great. I think the repercussion would be alcohol would be like banned, or like it would not exist. Wait, so then I couldn't get drunk ever. So why? You would just help the sales. <laughs> they would ban it. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. The, yeah. the, con- the consequence see, of like, so, oh, so yeah. you don't want ever have a hangover? Yeah. Cool, alcohol doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought for a second, terrible. I thought for a second you meant that, uh, oh, like the, the liquor company's like, oh, uh, people can't get hungover anymore. There's no point in making alcohol. But then, and then they stop. But then I think like Which, humanity, we would have been, we would, in, we would be in space in like a year. 
<laughs> colonize everything. If you got rid of alcohol, yes. we'd be in space in a year. That's incredible. So, that is that is a take. I think a, uh, I think doing it that way, like my wish, would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, we would we would be covered by now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <sighs> Courtney Ward, your your one wish be. Um, I'm gonna make you feel like an ass right now. I would rid the world of diseases and illnesses and viruses. That would be. I mean, I guess that's sim- that's kind of similar to mine because isn't what like <laughs> alcoholism? They can that's considered a disease. I think. No, you're going about hangovers. Yeah, hangovers exactly. Are fault. Yeah. Damn. Correct. Damn. 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 Correct. And there are things you could do to mitigate those, like yourself, right? Oh, mitigate. We're getting a big word today. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it really that big of a word? No. Oh, man. For you, though, it is. <laughs> it, oh, really? Oh, God. Arjuna, what about you? Uh, I guess I'm wishing for a bigger brain. You know, as, as, Cor- as, Courtney, as Courtney has the, you know, the, 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 the good one, you know, getting rid of COVID. Krishna has the, the, the superhero power, and you have the selfish one. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I, would, well, I would wish for a good sequel to Wonder Woman. Oh wow, that just seems like a cop out. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> lame. And kind of a waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a waste! What a waste! Yeah, well, yeah. you could have saved. You could have saved the DCEU. You were like, no, just Wonder Woman no. sequel. It's too big. I don't. I don't think a wish could save the DCEU. <laughs> it's too big. You don't know. It's so too the, big of a no, job. no. So the consequence of making that wish of saving the DCEU is the is execs would be like, pack it in. We're done. No more DC movies ever again. Warner Brothers bought by Marvel. <laughs> and Disney. There you go. Uh, but speaking of sequels, do is there any plans in the works for a third Wonder Woman film? Or is the next time we see Wonder Woman in a team-up film, obviously not the Zack Snyder Cup, but uh, I another think, type? I think Patty and Gal said they had a, that discussions of what a, a third movie would be. There's the desire now to bring Wonder Woman into present day. Um so it sounds. Oh, you like, want to do the '90s first? It sounds like it sounds like there is an idea now. the The question will really become um, if Warner Brothers wants to wait on Patty Jenkins, a director. Her plate is currently full, however, because she will be working on uh, Cleopatra, and then she'll be working on the Rogue Squadron movie uh, as so well. Exciting. So she has to do both of those first before she even starts on a a third Wonder Woman movie. So a third Wonder Woman movie, if it comes out with Patty Jenkins attached could be a long time, like five years, I would say, away. Oh, wow. Uh, what is Cleopatra? Like the, the, the historical figure? Or yes. Is that a superhero? No, thing? no, no. Oh, okay. uh, it's, a, it's a historical gotcha. figure. There's actually a lot of controversy around it because Gal Gadot has been cast as Cleopatra. Oh. There's a lot of, you know, um, casting backlash um, to that. And then Gal Gadot kind of came out and said, uh, this is the movie I want to make. And if you want something different, make your own Cleopatra movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, fair so basically, enough. Cleopatra will be Wonder Woman 3. Oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, Cleopatra, ah, that, that sounds exciting because Cleopatra is fascinating, fascinating figure. So I, yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with that. That'd be fun. And Rogue Squadron. Oh, oh my God. God. That's be so oh, good. Uh, you know, it, well, obviously, we'll wait for the details to come out, but. That should I should start? Should fantastic. I start building my hype the same way I built my hype around Rogue no. One? No, no, no. And then no, after no, I see no, it, no. walk out into the rain and start crying. I mean, you could do that, but that, that sounds like actually, a painful you know, thing. Wonder Woman eighty four should worry you about the Rogue Squadron movie because it's Patty yeah. Jenkins who's attached to it, and uh, you know, like Kristen Wiig was her number one choice for Cheetah, and I feel we really haven't touched on that, but it was not a great 
it didn't. It, there was a disconnect there in terms of like Kristen Wiig as a comedian trying to be this villain character. Uh, so that that type type of choice from from Patty Jenkins worries me a little bit. I I don't know. I mean, I think Patty Jenkins is a, is a good director. Like I think Agreed. she's made some really good good stuff in the past. I would say that Wonder Woman suffers, like you said at the top, the studio. The studios, for sure. And the nice thing, I mean, Star Wars has, <laughs> dear God, its own studio problems. <laughs> but I think they are learning to kind of let the directors do what they need to do and not be so kind of uh, hands-on. So I have hope that they'll let her do what she needs to do with Rogue One, or excuse me, Rogue Squadron, and not do a Rogue One type thing again. So what Ever. if she casts Kristen Wiig? I probably won't bother seeing <laughs> What? Why? I mean, that might be interesting. I mean, if she yeah, plays like a, be, a comedic fun. Yeah. Uh, fighter pilot, then yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, people thought Cheetah would be cool as Kristen Wiig, but oh. it wasn't. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I mean, I don't know much about the D- DC, uh, the DC comic book thing. So Cheetah, you know, still goes over my head. But yeah, it, it did feel a little bit. Strange. I like because I liked I liked uh, Kristen Wiig's character when we first saw her. I liked that she was like this, like like uh, smart but introverted, uh, nerdy uh, young woman. Uh, and then the transformation into zero to one eighty very fast into Cheeto. Yeah, was just it just felt it felt a little bit like I understood like where she was coming from, but it just happened so fast. You know, she was making going leaps and bounds into going from that to beating up this guy, and then you know, I, I want to be the very, very best. It's the classic. It's the classic comic book movie issue, right? Like you just have all of these competing ideas that are trying to get screen time, and like if that was going to be the movie, that should have been the focus of the movie, right? Her growing jealousy of Diana, and like her, her basically becoming mm-hmm. the opposite of what Wonder Woman is, right? Or if you wanted to focus on Maxwell, that should have been the focus of the film. But trying to have all of these plots. By all, also, by the way, like Half her long lost lost love Steve is also alive, and you know you're doing invisible oh, jets and all the other stuff. We didn't talk about that at yeah. all. Yeah, we yeah. didn't even touch upon that. Like Chris Pine, Trevor's back from the dead, and he doesn't remember being gone for so many years, and he's in the body of his dude. <laughs> yeah, and also. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's really so- creepy. And also, he also half. I think it's literally fifty percent of the movie is Chris Pine wandering around, <laughs> just looking like a child. At yeah. wow, that's so cool. Well, it's the I've inverse. It's it. the inverse of the first movie, right? I know, you know, it's, I it's know. the same way. Wonder Woman, uh, Diana was a fish out of water kind of experiencing in the first the, the world, right outside of of uh, of the Amazonian land. Uh, Themyscira, right? It was it was kind of hit. Now Chris Pine's turn to do that. Yeah, I guess so. But but again, but but again though, uh, and that might have worked if that was the you know the whole you know yeah. most word yeah. if that was the focus point. But you know instead, I actually ass, thought the ass. the person that he took over that person's body was like a descendant or something or um, yeah. like a ne- great nephew or whatever. But. No, they just some random. They didn't go that route. Yeah. Just so, some random. So apparently, I was reading, and this wasn't. I feel like clearly established in the movie. Like that's her neighbor in her apartment complex or something. Like when I was reading some reviews, like that. That's what they referred to the guy as, like her neighbor. Oh, it, on IMDb, he's credited as handsome man. Yeah, but it, it's <laughs> so it's very strange. Very very strange. <laughs> when I was putting down the casting thing, I was like, oh look, there's the guy who handsome plays handsome man. man. <laughs> I guess, did they make it seem like his life was pathetic so he didn't feel bad that yeah. Steve was inhabiting his body because he was like sleeping on a futon and eating canned cheese? Like, I mean, right, canned right. Cheese. right. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. We had, we had we had an interesting comment earlier from uh, Big Shaka. Uh, Wonder Woman was the villain because um, oh, no. she took advantage of the guy's body who Chris Pine took over. Uh, it, it, he had the, the guy had zero consent, technically. So, you know, it's, it, it, what happened to his consciousness when Chris Pine took over? Did he die? Did he, uh, you know, uh, of who course. Who cares? They didn't explain it. It doesn't matter. He was a loser. Like Does it matter? He, he, he was a loser. Nothing matters. No one cares. Yeah. He had terrible well, fashion sense. On that because he was a loser. Nobody who sleep on a <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's such a, to like classify a person as a loser, like the two big <laughs> things is sleep on a futon and then canned cheese. Yeah. Now I'll never look that's at canned cheese again. Yeah. That's, that's what the movie focused on. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. It's different for us, maybe. You know, and also not the 80s, you know, the 80s. Who knows? I know. I wasn't around then. Yeah. What? I wasn't around in the 80s. I don't think. <laughs> Was I? You no. were born in 1989. Yeah. The last two months of it. Yeah. But you're still. You're still around. Yeah, but I wasn't conscious. What is consciousness? Oh, we're not having this conversation here. <laughs> All right, folks. I think it's that time where we answer the question, mm. was it good? Yeah. Tenant was not good. Tenant was absolute shit. <laughs> wow. Don't get me started about that <laughs> pile of there's smoking a, crap. There's a, there's a hot take. Courtney, Ooh. was Wonder Woman 84 good? <sighs> no. Like, I don't want to say no because I feel bad. Don't it's feel wonderful. bad. I wanted it to be so good, and I had such high expectations, but no, mm. it wasn't good. Mm. All right, Krishna, was it good? Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't good. Uh, uh, there were, and, and I think Courtney said it earlier. There, were, there, are, there are legitimately like some good moments, yeah. but there's so far and few between. There's no connection. There's no thread that connects all of the Here's a hot themes take. together. The trailer is better than the movie. <sighs> oh, my God. Wait, we didn't even talk about this. The trailer had a great cover of my favorite Blue song, Monday. Blue Monday. And that, by far, is the best thing that this oh, movie, movie produced. That's fair. Was trailer, that trailer was fantastic. And I'm starting to think, like, really good superhero movie trailers equal bad, bad superhero movies. That's, I don't think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah, because they're all Marvel good. movies, and I get so freaking hyped for those Marvel movies, and they deliver. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure the Logan trailer was incredible. I don't remember it, but I'm sure it was. Good. I'm sure the Days good. of Future Past trailer was that was amazing, pretty good too, right? But like Civil War trailer was really good, and the movie was. The trailers yeah. are all good. I think that's they've they've nailed the they've got the trailer formula down. These big studios, they the they Ant know Man how to deliver on good. their trailer. It's an art form. Ant Man trailer wasn't good. I mean, uh, Ant Man wasn't uh, the first Ant Man is not a stellar movie. Yeah, the first Iron Man trailer. If you watch it, also because it's twelve years old, is not good either. Well, there you go. But that, really, they've, learned, they've, they've learned the formula. Now. They've learned the formula. Anyway, Arjuna was WW eight, which by the way, I, I kept thinking World <laughs> War eighty four, but was which it kind of worked. I mean, kind of how the movie goes at the end, it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World War eighty four. Um, Arjuna was Wonder Woman eighty four good. <laughs> No. God. Surprise. It was I'm shocked actually. Uh, Ravi was Wonder Woman 1984 worse than Tenet. Ooh. Yes. No. Wait. Um <laughs> <fuck. Ooh. laughs> you just tripped him that. Um, no. Wonder Woman 84 was not good. Blue Monday cover, amazing. Use of sunshine. Good job. Didn't ask you that. I asked you was it better than Tenet or worse? Than oh Tenet? god. My uh 
I'm too hungover for this. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. I'm That's say, tricky. I'm gonna say it was worse than Tenet. There were elements I liked in both movies, so I don't know if one's better or worse than the other. They both didn't live up to expectations. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. I, I'll say this. It's Warner Brothers plans for twenty twenty one with same day HBO Max release. It's gonna be interesting because I think we are gonna be critiquing movies a little bit differently. Like Courtney said it best. You go, you see it in theaters. Everyone is shutting the fuck up yeah. well, while you're watching well, it. You're not pa- you're not pausing it and looking at your brothers and saying, "Does anyone else fucking hate this?" <laughs> yeah. Or or um, yeah. No, no, you did do that when we uh, saw Justice League. Yeah, that's I true. mean, I tried to leave the theater when we saw Justice League. <laughs> also yeah. true. Also true. Yeah. Justice League was crashed, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, thank you again for joining us. Where can viewers find you, and what would you like to plug? I am on Instagram, Twitter, all that as Courtney McNerdy. And you can also find me um, on my own podcast, Nerdin' Out. We're on, you know, iTunes, wherever. Um, Nerdin'outpodcast.com. You can pick your favorite place to listen to us. Hell yeah. Awesome. Nice, nice. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram, Was It Good BTM. We also live stream these podcasts Mondays and Fridays on twitch.tv slash Was It Good. I'm going to go drink some water. My head is going to explode. <laughs> Pretty sure. Put some uh, electrolytes this in This is it. the end. <laughs> Put some salt in it. And potassium. <laughs>